Um, just a quick heads up. Um, due to scheduling, um, uh, we got we got limited time, guys. So yeah, we're on a little bit of a tight schedule, but we still so want to put up, some content for y'all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if I speak rushed, it's because I want to fit in as much as possible because this is a heavily charged episode. Man, the puns have already started. That's how you know he's in a rush. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to another episode of Team We Tries You Know of a Playthrough. I am Garasu. This is Mr. Shrimp. Shrimp and, and we are hosting this um, as our project, as you already know. Um, as a quick recap, we've already collected the first four gems from one of the Straighten Brothers from um, Lord. What's her name? Lorelai? No, no, that's um, that's a that's a that's from a, a different game. Uh, we know who we're talking about. The, the next one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, I swear to God. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Checking my badges. No, Lenora. The, we can. Oh, that's her name. Yeah, Elisa. Oh, and Quake. We did five badges. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, so we got we got uh we got Clay too. Um, that was the ground side gym, which was yeah. a super hassle for me, but it must have been free for you. Oh, it was. Um, and right after that, we got to um the route with uh route six. Route six for me was a lot of fun. We're gonna skip the usual intro stuff and just get straight into it, I guess. Um, um but yeah, route six, uh, I agree, was. A ton of fun. There were a ton of great catches. My favorite being a deerling. Um, so I'm gonna go over what I caught quickly on that route before I get into the deerling. Uh, and all that. Uh, I evolved my Minchino into a Chinchino, so that was a quick update to my Pokemon. Um, aside from that, uh, let's see, route. What route? Route six. Yep. I evolved. I got Killer the Deerling. I got a fungus named Shrooms. I got an in-game trade at Driftvale for the Basculin because I mm. didn't want to catch one because that's too much work and no surf at the moment. Um, Morpheus evolved into Musharna, so there's a big flip right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to look in my trade box because I have a box set aside for trade specifically. Um... I caught a Carablast named King, which I'm going to trade to Mr. Shrimp because I couldn't remember what nickname he wanted on his Excadrill when it evolved via trade. Mm-hmm. And I thought King was fitting because of the theme. Um, actually, yeah. Come to think of it, there's a lot of um. Let's see. Uh, Bisharp is in this game, right? Uh, in Unova. Yeah, that's on Route Nine. Mm-hmm. Up. Yeah, Route 9 in Rustling Grass, but his pre-evolution is on Route 9 naturally. Okay. Which is nice. Um, yeah, actually, there, there's been a lot of chess pieces. Uh, chess pieces, like knights. Um, I shouldn't say a lot of chess pieces, but there's been a lot of, like, like old, like, ancient stuff in, the, ancient stuff in this um, in this region. That's actually really cool, now that I think about it a little bit. It's really surprising, given that it's a region based on New York. Mm-hmm. But, like, what did you, what did you catch on Route 6? Um, well, I also caught a deerling, um, and I, I, I time warped. Uh, I, I activated my magic so I could um, get all four kinds of deerling. I got a vanillite on there while I, while I was in winter. Um, nice. 
let's see. I also got a a fungus that I, or, I mean, um, yeah, a fungus that I named Among Us, and he's my new grass type. Um, and honestly, it was really just fungus that I was really really happy with. Um, I also did the NK trade for Basculum. Um, and you know, uh, it was pretty standard. Right? I'm sorry. Uh, the Basculum that you got is it a blue stripe or a red stripe? I think it's red stripe. Uh, let me double check. Uh, I'm loading up my game right now. Because um, I know red stripe are more common in your game and blue stripe are more common in my game. I just don't know if they made that version difference for the trade. No, yeah, uh, it's it's um it's red stripe. Hey, hmm. um, so the quick story on Route Six. Um, there's just not a lot to do unless you have surf. But <laughs> once you get surf, it's fun. Um, but skipping surf, um, as soon as you get to that route, there is a deerling lab, which is why Mr. Shrimp and I change seasons on our game by altering the, the month on our DS. Because deerling and its evolution saws book changes every month. Their forms change, and in deerling's case, its coloring changes. And this laboratory is essentially studying that. So by showing them one deerling of every season um not only is this the only place where you can see all four deerling at any time of the year but they also give you a leaf stone which is nice and i use that leaf stone to evolve one of my monkeys so kiyoshi has fully evolved and so has roku Yo, um, side note with those um those leaf stones i have five of them now and I'm really mad about it because. Uh, <laughs> How did you get five? Uh, I, I've been exploring, my dude, and um, some of the some of the hidden items are actually are, are stones, oh. but I haven't found a single water stone, and I do have a fire stone, but I still <laughs> don't have pants here, man. <laughs> okay, so to get a water stone, you need surf. If you go to Driftel City, it's on a tiny island in the water. Okay. Like right above the Pokemon Center. So you're not going to get it until you get surf. Ah. But, um, yeah, as soon as you get surf, like, fly around, go back everywhere. That's a fun thing. Um, but going into um, the end of Route 6, uh, this is where we see Chargestone Cave. And unlike all other gym leaders, instead of giving us a TM, Clay waits until this moment to give it to us because he's got a clear path with the TM which is Bulldoze, which he gives us. And it's kind of nice that he doesn't give it to us right away. Instead, he shows us how it can be used outside of battle, even though we never get that opportunity, because it makes the world of Pokemon feel a little more real. Like, in the anime, you can use moves for anything, and this just alludes to the fact that you can still use moves for everything, hypothetically. Yeah. He like still the... gives it to us. He's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, moves. Uh, a lot of the stuff in this game is, like, very practical applications of Pokemon. Um, so, like, with... Uh, so, the, the, the path of Chargestone Cave is blocked by Joltic webbing, which is electrified, so you can't take it down yourself, otherwise you'll get shocked. But ground types, they don't care, and they have bulldoze, which is... Um, it doesn't physically hit you, it just gets rid of whatever's in your way and yeah. slows them down. Very nice move. So, it's, like, it's super cool, man. Yeah, I was going to say that unlike Claire from Johto, who refuses to give you a badge because she's a bitch, mm-hmm. until, you know, you 
quote unquote properly earn it. Um, like he has a reason for not giving it to you, and it's to show you that it's it makes it a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. And Chargestone Cave, once you get in, is probably one of the most beautiful places in Unova. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking blue. It is, yo, man. It's so Chargestone Cave. The the gimmick there is that you know it's a cave, so you're gonna find a lot of Pokemon there. Um, I think so far I've found um, let's see, uh, Joltik, um, uh, Drillbur, um. There was another one that I'm forgetting. Um, but one of the main draws is that dust clouds can give you vitamins instead of a Pokemon encounter. Um, so mm-hmm. from from in there, I got um, a vitamin, like uh, not a vitamin, an, um, an iron, a um, well, one of the ones that increases your special defense, one of the ones that increases your special attack, and another one that increases your base attack. And those are a lot better than bird wings, but bird wings are a lot easier to get. Um, so you know, it's just yes. like. It's just like pick your poison. So Man, real quick, before, the, before we get into the story of it, my catches in Charleston Cave, we have Gemini the Clink, because there are two of them. There we go. That's uh, Penny the Joltik, named after Penny Parker. Spike the Pharaoh Seed, because I had nothing else to name it. Um, I believe those are the Pokemon we haven't encountered yet before. Um, but I did catch a Bulldore. So I would have to evolve Reggie. I evolved Reggie anyways, but I caught another Bulldore, which I can't find in my. Did I? I thought I did. I guess I didn't. Um, there Shame. are many Boulder in there. Yeah, I was gonna do that to trade because that's how Roger and Roll gets its final form, Gigalith. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that trade, which is coming up one of these days. Mm-hmm. But Charson. Itself doesn't give you a lot of chances to explore before the story. I mean, the first two steps, these teams known as the Shadow Triad, mind you, only two of them up here in this moment, bring you to N, who's like two steps away. You're gonna run into N no matter what. Yeah, but they're yo, they are quick, and they they even know the they even know the the body flicker technique, like where they just like flicker in and out, and it, that is crazy man i don't that's kind of scary how they can just like appear anywhere it is and um i might do this like when you have to go mr shrimp just to complete an hour but there's yeah. an old theory that the shadow triad are actually the straighten brothers and i'll go into more detail as to why later and as to what disproves it in black and white too because it is disproved but it's a fun little theory but yeah these guys are like insanely fast if there mm-hmm. wasn't that theory that they're actually member, like they're actually straightened brothers, mm-hmm. I would assume that it's just one person. It's the Shadow Clan team. Oh, yeah. Man, um, that's actually a really interesting theory. I would like to hear. Um, we'll see if we have time. Uh, well, if I have time, but even if I don't, I can just listen to the, the to the the. Um... Yes, I'll the episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So when we approach N. I honestly forget what he talked about at this particular instance, but I do recall him asking. Um, I know he talked about us trying to reach a Pokemon League. Damn, I honestly forget what he talks about. So this is getting to um, me. So essentially, what N says, um, there's actually 
there's a lot of stuff with Team Plasma in this cave. Um, but essentially, N talks a little bit about how he's the leader of Team Plasma and how the Seven Sages um, are people that, like, um, what's it called? So he talks about, like, the importance of the Seven Sages to the cause because of the people who, like, right. lead all the people below them. Um, mm. And <sighs> shit, I don't know if he talks about I don't know if he talks about the legendary Pokemon then or later, but he he does mention that he's looking for something very specific um, that's going to help him become the hero that the region needs. I honestly almost forgot that I caught another Pokemon. There's a fourth Pokemon that we haven't encountered yet on our journey that is an electric type. And I forgot it because I fully evolved it and I kind of skipped through it while looking in my box. Um... I gotta find it in the Pokedex to find its first form, but it's it practically has no weaknesses because it's an electric type with the ability to levitate. Is it? Is God it damn amazing! It's yeah. So its first form, um, which we find it here, is Dynamo. I evolved it into electric almost right away, and then had an electric uh, Thunderstone. Evolved it into Electros, and. Yeah, like I said, I almost skipped it in the Pokedex. I mean, in my box because I had it fully evolved. I was looking for its first form. I oh. forgot that I fully evolved it, so that's a mistake on my behalf. Yo, <laughs> but man. yeah, as soon as we we get, there's a lot of Team Plasma, and honestly, most of this whole cave is Shadow Triad coming out of nowhere and pushing you in the right direction. The, yeah, pushing a lot of it is. I'm pushing these electrical rocks into other magnetically charged boulders in order to get your way through. Um, and when we reach the end of it, we see this really interesting moment because in the cave, we're not alone. There are trainers, obviously, Team Plasma, obviously, but Professor Juniper is there with Bianca, and this is probably foreshadowing. Um, into what Bianca's role is going to be in the next game. But Bianca has been taken under Professor Juniper's wing, and Professor Juniper is is now using her as an assistant. And I guess, like a long story short, Professor Juniper is there for a lot of reasons. A, she's studying Pokemon origins, I believe specifically Clink, which appeared a thousand or so years ago in the cave for the first time. Um, and more importantly, she's there because you s there's a difference between characters. I believe that's what N talks about in this cave. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh -oh. um, but he talks about your friends, Charon and Bianca. Charon representing ideals. He has this ideal he strives for, which is becoming stronger. And he pushes to reach that goal. Whereas Bianca represents truth. And that truth being, not everyone is going to be strong and be cut out for battles. In this case, despite her strengths not lying in battles, and Professor Juniper seeing this, Bianca is a very charismatic person. She's a very caring person. And as you see, she takes the role of bodyguard for quite a number of people along the way. Um, this is not the first time we've seen it. It's not the last time we've seen it. But having her either act as a bodyguard or an assistant uh, Professor Juniper is a very motherly figure, especially if you take into consideration 
my Bianca's dad and his abusive asshole theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's nice seeing, and it's also nice seeing the professor out of the lab. Like, how often does that happen? Not to mention that she's in a place that is filled to the brim with a bunch of dangerous Pokemon. Because like those, so like with um, what's it called? With all of these Pokemon, a lot of them are very quick, and she's relying solely on Bianca to be her bodyguard. Um, because Bianca says so, where she's like, you know, I'm not really one for battles, but I can protect what's important. And right now, that's Juniper, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be her bodyguard. Um. Which, you know, I actually think it's pretty admirable how she recognizes that battling is not her strength, but she's going to do what she can to protect what matters. Like, that's really cool, man. That's super cute. Um, one other thing um, that Anne says in this moment is that we're true neutral. Like, we're, we don't have the same pitfalls that Charon and Bianca do, um, where Charon sees that all he wants is strength and people... A lot of people throughout the story, especially the gym leaders, are like, what are you going to do after you get it? Um, and he said, well, I'm just going to be the strongest. So that's really the only point. And a lot of people are like, you don't really know then. And um, <laughs> I remember the video where the guy keeps eating to be the most big. <laughs> that's that's Sharon. I want to be the most strong. That's Sharon. Yeah, actually, 100%. And so now, just eat the right candy. Uh, now even end season, he's like, yeah, so he really only wants to be strong and that's about it. He doesn't really know what he's doing with it. And Bianca knows that she isn't meant for battling, but she doesn't know where else she's going to go. So that, that was her pitfall. And then we are true neutral because we, um, well, even though um, I'm striving for truth and Kadasu is striving for ideals, we like in game um our character is very very balanced and has a really good relationship with our pokemon and and sees that and he's like you know what i i want to hear your pokemon talk about you and see what they have to say about you and in his fight um like we get pulled by the shadow tree at two end so we don't really have a choice in fighting him or not um so he fights us with pokemon that are in the cave uh, a joltic a clang um a boldor and um Tyrano, I think. Yeah, Tynamo. Ty- there we go. Um it's immune to ground type moves. Yeah, man. I didn't even uh, I didn't even I didn't even notice that. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, go yeah, it has the ability to levitate. Zero weakness. Oh my god. <sighs> um yeah, man. It it was pretty nuts. Uh so what's it called? Uh, it was pretty nuts. Um and basically like after you finish fighting him, he's like, well, like you beat me, and I'm like he's starting to get actually pretty salty about it now. <laughs> he's like, he's starting to be Charon. So he's like, man, I'm like, uh, he's supposed. To, he's like, man, I'm supposed to be the one that has all the power. I'm supposed to be the one that's the hero of the region. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go find the legendary Pokemon and become the hero of the region right now. And some of it is his own ideals and how he's trying to. Um, and how he's trying to become that, but a lot of it is also like not a lot of it, but some of it is also like pure spite because he keeps rocking him. Legit, like he's like I'm supposed to be the hero, and why do you keep on? He's like Charon. Why do you keep on beating me? But as soon as we battle and and that's over, um, you see this amazing moment where he speaks to Professor Juniper because Juniper and Bianca catch up, 
And I think this is a really important moment, not only in the game, but showing personalities for N and prof- the professor as well. N goes on ranting about how she's enforcing the enslavement of Pokemon through her research. And she brings up, not only does she defend her work, but she defends the whole concept of is catching Pokemon really a good thing. She says that it's up to the people and the Pokemon themselves to decide um, whether they work or not, whether being caught is a good thing or not. Honestly. It's not, yeah. it's not just black or white. The whole concept of the whole philosophical concept that we're going through in this game is very morally gray, and it's gray because everyone has their different input. Um, honestly, it is. It, it's pretty interesting though, the thought that they have. Not that like, uh, not just the fact that Juniper stands her ground. It's that she's so confident in her answer, like, and how she like the way that she speaks about it. It's almost if she knows that N is like entirely in the wrong not because he's asking that question but how he's going about answering that question so like he Hmm. says oh he says uh a lot of these very flowery fruity words to say that he doesn't agree with the fact that we're basically enslaving his friends and how that's like the worst thing but juniper's like um how can you decide how other people and other pokemon basically other living sentient beings are gonna feel about their own uh, are, are gonna feel about their own uh, about like their own actions sure. and decisions, you know? Like the reality that yeah. N has is completely different than the reality that his Pokemon have, that my Pokemon have, that Karas' Pokemon have. And so like she's like, why can't they decide for themselves if they like it or not? And if they if they do, all right, cool, then they're gonna have it. But if they don't, then either they're gonna split ways or they're gonna change it and That'll be that, you know? And so N's like, well, I didn't I don't really want to argue with you. So I'm just gonna let you go, but know that I'm still gonna try to free as many Pokemon as I can. And Juniper's like, Yeah, well whatever, son, get out of here. <laughs> and she just sends him out. Um All right, so I I see the time and I if you don't mind, I'm gonna do a time crunch on the story, including the gym. Yeah, that's fine. And so that we can actually talk about all that real quick. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. All right, so time for Karasu's. You know how when there are moments where I talk really fast and you guys are like, what the fuck are you even saying? Yes. Yes. Well, it's time for me to do that. And if you guys have the ability to slow this down, do that so that you can understand. But if not, you can always listen to it a few times. I'll still be clear. Okay. So as soon as we leave the cave, we get this moment where we see not only Skyla, the next gym leader, but also Cedric Juniper, who's the father of Professor Juniper. And he goes on about the excitement of you being one of the people who received the bat, uh, the, the Pokedexes from his daughter. And he talks about his daughter for a bit. We also see Skyla, but Skyla has to leave real quick because there's a wounded Pokemon that she saw in an airplane. So we can't battle until we go into the tower where she's going in order to see that Pokemon. We go into the tower and it's filled with ghosts and psychic types. And there aren't many ghosts and psychic types, so it's only filled with two Pokemon. And as you go higher, the amount of ghost Pokemon decrease, the amount of psychic Pokemon increase. And at the top of the tower, the Pokemon's already healed and gone, so there's no point in going there anyways. The Skyline makes his ring a bell, and there's this beautiful animation of being above the clouds. And the clouds, they roll like the seas, and it's so amazing. And I love the sound of the bell when you press it. She says it makes you a good person for ringing it. 
So you go back into the gym and it's time to challenge her. And her gym is fucking the most dangerous thing in the Pokemon game. If you watch Mandy JTV, he explains the dangers of the gyms, which one's the least dangerous, which one's the most dangerous. And this one's the most dangerous by far. I can see that. Yeah. Because to be honest, you're being fired through cannons, landing on metal ground and into the walls, which are also metal. And you have no protective, no protective layering, no cushions, nothing. Yeah. You're legit fired back and forth. And if the first one didn't kill you, the second one definitely should have. But by the time you make it to the last, um, in this flying type of gym, the last cannon, you're shot into a wall. You slide down the wall in that comical effect. But let's be honest. Like, if this were real, your blood and guts would be sliding down. By the time you get to Skylight, it's an easy one if you have an electric type. So now it's time to talk about the whole experience, what Pokemon we caught, how we felt about the power, how we felt about the gym, and let's go. Okay. Um. What? So, uh, at the Celestial <laughs> Tower, wow, GG, man. Oh my god. Um, thank you. So, um, with Celestial Tower, oh, okay, I can do this, can I? Um, what Pokemon did you catch? Okay, so I actually caught an LGM over there. I actually wasn't expecting that. Um, but I caught an LGM, I caught a, um, what's it called? Yes, Litwick? thank you. I-, I was looking for that word. Litwick, I was super excited for you. I already know that's my second. Me too, man. Um, let's see. So I caught Litwick, I caught LGM, and um, yeah. <laughs> Any nicknames on them? Um, I named my Litwick Cherish and my LGM NRG. So there are Pokemon you can catch along the way. Um, I only caught a Zepstrika at this point, and I named that Jove. I caught an LGM, which I named E.T., and the Litwick, which I evolved as soon as I could, especially for the gym. I named Lumiere after the candle guy from Beauty and the Mm -hmm. Beast. And Skyla's gym, especially after I got Zebstrika. I mean, I didn't battle it before, but getting the Zebstrika and using an Electric-type in a gym filled with flying-type Pokemon, half of them being water-flying, oh my god. Yep. Easy yep, one. yep, yep. I I broke out um Easy. I broke out Paris Horston just for that man. It was for free. Like I feel bad because like Skyla has a personality server, but because we're able to fly through her gym, no pun intended, like there's no real challenge. Mm. It was the same thing for me with Clay. Like, I passed through there before getting a chance to explore the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as we leave that route, um, there are a lot of Pokemon that we can catch. I ended up catching a Watchog on Route 7, mm-hmm. which I named Guard. And I caught a Tranquil, which I named Serenity. And we got a battle with Charon and... This is pretty much where we're going to wrap up the episode. Um, But that battle with uh, Charon, I was going to say, and is your usual, oh, you beat me, I'm salty. Why are you stronger than me if we have the same amount of badge, um, badges? Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, we got acrobatics in this gym, I'm pretty Which sure. Which I'm so <laughs> mad about. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, let, let's talk about that real quick before we talk about Sharon um, and what happens before we wrap up the episode. So you can go to work. Yep. Um, so, 
essentially, what happens after you you beat Skylar's gym? You come out and Sharon. Um, actually, no, you, you actually go up to Twist Mountain. No, we're talking about acrobatics. Oh, we're talking about acrobatics first. <laughs> Why you're because mad- I trained <laughs> yeah. Monkey all the way up to level thirty-one before evolving him, and I was struggling because Monkey was so high level compared to everything else that I could get at the moment. That it was just like, what was even the point? Like, why? Like, why would you? Oh my god. It just took forever to get into level 31. As soon as I got there, we came on call like for, for the podcast, and he was like, oh yeah, you get acrobatics to Skylar's gym. And I'm like, what? What the? I would have been level 30 at that point anyway. What? Oh my god. And, and now I just get to I'm so free. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so talking about Sharon, it's your usual you beat me, I'm a salty boy type yep. thing. But after we get another moment with Alder, and Alder gives us Surf, and I love Surf, especially because Percy, my starter, I don't have to look for a water type to ask my team for Surf. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, in our next episode, I'm going to talk about all the moments I went back and Surfed. Um, I might I might do that separately and have you do that separately. Um, we talk about going back and surfing places. Because it's a lot of backtracking. A lot of Pokemon you can catch because you backtrack. But I don't know if you want to spend time on an actual episode talking about backtracking. Uh, we could. We can put it... Um, uh, we can uh, We can add, like, add it on to um, another episode. Or if there's a lot of backtracking to do, then we can just... Um, what's it called? I did a lot of backtracking. Then we might have to dedicate an episode to that. <laughs> <laughs> we might. Um, But... One of the most important things that I did, um, this I do want to mention because um, this was right on route. This was right before Chargestone Cave. If you surf, um, there's a cave where you can catch several Pokemon. Among them, the first uh, legendary that you can catch. Oh, for real? Um, it has to do with the Swords of Justice. I caught a Cobalion, and as soon as you catch him, the entrance for the other two are opened. Now, I won't reveal the entrance to the last one because, you know, I progressed, uh, I went ahead um, and I'm waiting at the Elite Four because I don't want to do that part without Mr. Mm. Shrimp. But I did some more backtracking and I went and caught the second sort of justice, which is Verizian. Um, and that you get in Pinwheel Forest because the entrance, which was previously closed, is now open because I caught the leader of the Swords of Justice. My Cobalion is named... Um, Atheos, and my Verizian is named Aramis, both of which are named after the three musketeers that they're based on. So next time we battle, expect legends to descend upon you. Well, uh, luckily for me, most of them are weak to fight. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny. Um, anyway. Uh, oh shit, yeah. they are. Ow. What the fuck? What is the <laughs> Um, But yeah, uh, that kind of wraps up today's episode. We got another badge. Um, N and Sharon got salty because they were beaten by us. Um, Mr. Shrimp got salty because he got a TM that would have been... That takes a lot of his training for, for granted. Um, I'm not salty. But that's because I got a water ship to surf on, and all the water washes the salt away. Um, I'm I'm I'm, mad about it. I'm still mad. 
but yeah, that kind of wraps up today's episode. And I know we rushed through it um, because, you know, we're on a time crunch here. But we still got to talk about a lot of the characters' personalities and a lot of their big, important issues. So I'm very proud of us for that. It shows that we can do an episode in half an hour. The fact that we don't just alludes to us wanting to enjoy this. Yeah, definitely want to talk. Yeah, so I'll, I'm going to talk about when you go, obviously, um, with the Straitson brothers and how they they were theorized to be connected to the Shadow Triad. Um, it's going to be like five, ten mm-hmm. minutes at most. But that because I don't want to do spoilers into Black and White 2. <laughs> I haven't even started the game yet, but, you know, videos and research. Yeah, man. But um, that being said, do you want to do your um, end card? I shall indeed. Um, so, uh, although this one was a little bit shorter, um, thank everybody for listening. Uh, we do actually do really appreciate it. Like these have been really, really fun uh, to do. This game is still super fun to play. I just wish I had more time for, with it. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. right now, um, apparently things are about to expand like crazy. Now that we have Surf, uh, we can do a lot of new things. We can go back and see a lot of new areas. And trust me, I'm going to go back and do that. Hopefully it's not like... So I know one of the um, things that in one of these RPGs is that you go back to the first area and then you use one of your new hidden abilities and you go in and, um, yo, there's just like mad super tough Pokemon and not Pokemon, but like the super tough monsters out of nowhere. Oh, um, yeah. No, that's not gonna be like, like that. that. We got Route 17 and Route 18 branching off of that water area okay. in Route 1. Um, so yeah, that's another backtracking thing that I want, but I want to do that All right. in the next. Um, yeah, that's fine. There's um, but that being said, um, shoot, I was gonna say something and it was based off of what you were saying. It'll come back to you with the question I don't mark. Remember. Yeah, it'll Maybe. probably come back to you. Anyway, so guys, uh, I'm Mr. Shrimp. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, have a good, have a nice night. You know, um, what's it called? Stay disconnected in real life, but uh, stay connected to us and the channel and to your friends and each other. Uh, and thank you very hey. much for listening. All right, bye, guys. Today's episode was sponsored by Pokemon Centers. They are free because, you know, all of Pokemon has better health care than America. Okay, so welcome guys. Um, as promised, I was going to talk about the theory where the Straighten Brothers, the first three gym leaders we encounter in the Unova League, um, are actually the members of Team Plasma being the Shadow Triad. Um, and when I first played this game in 2015, that was an easy thing to, that was an easy connection to make. It was obvious. Obviously, they aren't, and we'll talk about that in Pokemon Black and White 2, where we have that information to give. <clears throat> Only because, as I said, no spoilers, even though it's a decade old. Did I play in 2015? No, I played in... T- Jesus. This past decade has been a blur. Um, But yeah, when I first played Black and White... um. Or, and I assume when everyone played black and white, we, we made this theory, this conspiracy, out of all the evidence that was there. For starters, this was a group of three, and 
generally, Pokemon makes this association with their counterparts. Um, most of the time, version exclusives and things like that. But in this case, it was with people that we made association. This group of three matched with another group of three in the same, like, in the same instance. We also gave them a Batman clause. You never see Batman and Bruce Wayne in the same room. Um, in this case, you never saw the Straighten Brothers at the same time as you see, as you see the Shadow Triad. And that's kind of a given. It's not really evidence, but we use it as evidence. Of course, you're not going to see the, the elite force of the villainous team when you see the first gym leader in the beginning of the game. And yeah, gym leaders have made several appearances. Um, for example, Iris made her way in Castelia City. That was her debut. Um, Elisa helped you find Clay. Alders made several appearances since right before Gym 4. <clears throat> but despite all this crossover between characters that we haven't quite seen in previous versions, um, that was, you don't generally see gym leaders outside of their area, or outside of their gym for that matter. So, as I said, we use this as evidence for the Batman Clause. Now, as you guys know, I kind of skipped ahead of Mr. Shrimp because I got caught into the story. And I can say after playing this for the first time, like, this moment was a huge, huge drop. So, spoiler alert. And especially for Mr. Shrimp, spoiler alert. Um, but there's going to be a scene that brings together the the gym leaders of Unova. And <clears throat> it's a huge moment that kind of brings together everything you've done, every relationship you've formed with these gym leaders after every battle. Um, that makes everything more... It makes it more of... It gives it more meaning, more value. Um, and they come in and they save your life. And I don't want to give away too much of what happens because I still want that to be a huge experience. But in this moment, we see everyone but the Straighten Brothers. And the game denotes this to Bianca having gotten all the gym leaders but never making it in time to get the Straighten Brothers. But it's in this, in this instance where we see everyone but the Straighten Brothers. Again, Batman Claus, you never see the Straighten Brothers at the same time as the Shadow Triad. And not soon after this big moment where the gym leaders come together, we see the Shadow Triad. So again, we make that connection that because there's three gym leaders, three Straighten Brothers that we never see at the exact same moment, you know, they must be the Shadow Triad. Like I said, it's, it's a kind of small theory. And it gets debunked right away in black and white. Two, um, in, their, in the memory link. So when we get there, um, 
I'll be able to kind of wrap up this theory and debunk it. But that's about it. And don't forget to stay connected to Team We Tribe. Stay disconnected from everyone in real life. You know, wear masks, wear gloves, wear face shields, wear whatever you have to to feel safe. Um, election is in like less than a dozen days now. So if mailing your ballot is still an option, please do that. Do that. Um, if you can... I know I went by mail. Um, I actually grabbed my ballot, took it down to City Hall, and then they had a little mailbox slot to put it in. If you can do that still, uh, definitely do that. If not, during elections, stay safe. Masks and gloves, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, and have a nice day. Have a wonderful day.